So, our weather's doing all kinds of stupid stuff? Yeah. Uh, by the time that this is going up, all the way through, you know, the rest of, until basically like 10 or 11 o'clock tonight, uh, we're on another tornado watch. Um, because our weather keeps, we're at that time where we're, like, we thought that we were yo-yoing before, when we were like, oh yeah, no, it's gonna be like, you know closer to 78 79 and it's gonna be like that for like four days and then it's gonna slowly drop back down and it's gonna be like cold the next four days now we're at there's gonna be two days of cold after it being 85 today 89 yesterday and then it's going to out of nowhere go down to 75 tomorrow and then 60 something and be like that for two days and then jump back up be 75 for one day and then back Mm -hmm. up to the 80s so it's ridiculous so we're having, because of the, for anybody that doesn't science, <laughs> anytime that there's wind, extreme wind, it's because some area is extremely warmer or colder than another area. Mm-hmm. This is the opposite. And so, you know, for anything, warm air rises, cold air sinks. And if you put that on a grand scale with something with temperatures that vary drastically, if you have our temperatures drastically sinking and then rising, the amount of wind for those days is going to be crazy. And you pair that with clouds and you've got a crazy amount of tornado warnings that go through and thunderstorms because with it being the warm weather, mm-hmm. then the thunder is happy and it's ready to do all that. So it's, you know, that's when people talk about like, yeah, no, you moved out to, <laughs> you know, we did, we're not in, we're not in the tornado area. Like we're right out of the tornado belt. No, we're, we're still in the tornado belt. <laughs> so it's a little spooky. Uh, the other day we had a tornado ha- that had landed uh, maybe like 20 miles away, is what you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 20, definitely, definitely close. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it's just <laughs> it, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting thing to be dealing with. You know, we uh, definitely decided at least i <laughs> nikki and i decided you're just kind of like okay whatever <laughs> about it is we're um a lot of people that do live in places like this or really anywhere that like certain natural disas- disasters are possible at like quick times like tornado forming it like there's no warning for it they, t- mm-hmm. they s- sound the tornado sirens and everything when there's like a funnel cloud in the sky because you know that just that little 30 seconds of warning is enough to get somebody you know down into a basement or a cellar or you know out of the area or whatever it may be but (laughs) we we've basically created or we're trying to put together a go bag or box or whatever that we can have in a very specific area that no matter what if we have to leave on short notice we can get you know everything that we need um I was thinking that I was going to probably make, like, uh, photocopies of everybody's IDs so that we just, you know, if we don't grab them, we're not just screwed <laughs> because, obviously, you can't just keep them in that go bag because we need them. But, but yeah, no, I just, like, it's it just scares me. I like uh, the idea of at least being prepared for something like that instead of, hey, we're, we got to get out of the house right now and nobody having anything because it just I just don't like the idea of that. So I'm going to be... Uh, probably making sure that that's like actually together because we had we had put together a little box that was going to be easy to grab throw in the back of the truck and go um but for some reason the girls decided that taking from it was fine mm-hmm. <laughs> so they started taking the water bottles we had in there because oh they're there and i was like what 
okay so i have to to go through and basically figure out what's in there what's not anymore because the biggest thing that i'm concerned about is making sure that all of our animals have some food because the last thing we want is to have to go you know if we do have to leave somewhere and we can't get them their food because for anybody that doesn't know this if you just up and switch a cat's or a dog's food without you know easing them into it they're gonna have the runs Mm -hmm. and they're not going to be happy they're gonna be very very upset stomach for a little bit so at least having enough so that if we do if it's like oh we're gonna be out of the house for two weeks that we can slowly integrate their you know food so that they don't have that happen and then obviously it's a lot easier to find dog and cat food than it is bird food so we make sure we have congo's food (laughs) because that would not be that would not be fun um but yeah no so yay weather things (laughs) Um, and it's just irritating the the way that it's happening. Like, like really, because we're only you know super hot temperatures for a couple of days, and go drop back down for a couple of days, and go back up for a couple of days. It's just such an odd concept that I will probably not be used to for a few more years. <laughs> because even even with this, I still feel like it's more extreme this year than it was la- the last two years. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just weird, but uh. But yeah, so stupid weather things. Woo. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm watching the wind outside right now just going sideways. So yeah, it's, it's upwards kind of, of 60 miles an hour. And anytime mm-hmm. there's thunderstorms with the warm weather and all that cold fronts being moved in and everything, there's the chance of hail despite it not being cold. And that's what scares me. Like uh, tornadoes, mm-hmm. yeah, I got it. It's spooky. But like hail destroys Oh, yeah. <laughs> everything <That's>, honestly <laughs> it's why i put and it sounds funny to people it sounds counterproductive but it is why i put my titan under the tree mm-hmm. and it's not because hey you know the branches aren't going to do damage to it the branches will absolutely do damage to it <laughs> but, but the branches also break the fall of incoming hail yeah. and they did it last year and saved me and i got one little dent in the top of in the top of my uh truck and that was it yeah so you know it's like people don't seem to realize that, that that's like <laughs> Hey, I should probably, you know, pay attention to those things. So, but yeah, I, the, the weather is what it is. I don't stress the weather, I guess, as, as much anymore just because it's like every time you, you plan and you prep for it, there's a level of anxiety that just comes in and I just go, okay. And that, but I mean, I know, hey, it's, it's what you two do and it's what you all want to do to, to prep. I'm not arguing against it. I appreciate it. I appreciate that you also don't like force me to raise my anxiety level because of it. I'm just sitting here going, Hey, look, I just have broccoli and chia seeds for the day. I'm just trying to relax right now, lower my blood pressure, had some good loving this morning. Life is, I'm just trying to keep everything chill, working on the website and just saying, Hey, you know what? I'm not going to worry about my self imposed <laughs> stuff. So, but, uh, you know, that's, that's where that is. And then, uh, yeah. So I'm just trying to keep everything together. And with that, Welcome to the Afternoon Dive on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time, by two people who are just thinking that tornadoes are a metaphor for everything going on in this world. So, you know, uh, we're going to talk about relationship advice, but before we do, I want to talk about um, the orange elephant in the room everywhere right now. Um, Everybody is talking about Trump's indictment, right? Everybody is talking about it and everybody's like, oh, one side or the other again. Our attitude is real simple. We just want justice for everyone and everything. And for anybody who says that and doesn't want the flight logs released, you're a liar. 
<laughs> so, but we hate bias. We despise bias. And we hate when censorship, because somebody doesn't like what somebody says, is, you know, levied on people. And it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and I mean, seriously. So I'm saying this because when I say everything is covered live, except for one YouTube channel, one YouTube channel, the yesterday, literally the day before they said they were set to start, you know, covering the indictment live after knowing that they had an actual interview set up with President Trump. Um, YouTube imposed a seven day ban on the right side broadcasting network, citing a whole bunch of stuff from a bunch of videos that were old and that were previous and decided to, as of yesterday, ban them for seven days. Guess how long the indictment's expected to go on? Seven days. Gee, go figure, right? And the indictment is like, okay, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm like, it's it's not going to stop him from running. It makes, makes him more popular. And for people like me who sit on the fence of whether or not he should run, I absolutely want him to run now. Because this is so much special interest BS. Because... What we're hearing is what the actual charge, whoops, what the actual charge is against him is that he didn't mark his bribe, you know, or silence money or settlement or whatever you want to call it in the right category. That's it. It doesn't stop him from running. It doesn't stop anything. It's not even an actual uh, charge from a state. And it's like, okay, but, but the bottom line is censorship is bullshit, complete and utter BS. We know that there's things that we can't talk about if we're, if we're going to start uploading these videos onto YouTube or the, you know, these onto YouTube period, you know, I, I, and, and there's stuff that I'm not even supposed to be saying on here. Right. Mm -hmm. I do it anyway. Cause who cares? It's like, what are they going to do? I, I'm not going to be silenced. You know, it's like, oh, no, they're going to make it, you know, but but they did it one day before because, again, political bias. That's all it is. They even said as much in their in their press release and their in their uh, statement as to why they had actually banned the channel for seven days. So they actually said as much said your political information is bias. Oh, here, hold on. Let's do this. Uh, content that advances false claims and of with that widespread fraud errors or glitches occurred in the 2020 U.S. presidential election or the 2022 Brazilian presidential election like Google knows, right? Like they're the authority on what is and isn't truth. Mm -hmm. And it's just absolutely ridiculous. So... I don't care whether you're trying to censor somebody, you know, because you don't agree with them or censor somebody because they say something that you don't like. And so you tell them you're going to take it out of a podcast. I don't care. Censorship is complete and absolute garbage. And I'm nauseated that they did this to an entire company who relies on their ability to get coverage, you know, for what they're doing. So that said, let's talk about some relationships. <laughs> Um, 
Well, before before we get into that, I actually uh, realized that I I wanted to talk about what we just did, because uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yesterday uh, we we didn't talk about it yesterday. Uh, we got a new ring camera for oh, our kitchen. God, <laughs> quickly because regretting this. <laughs> because it was uh the the biggest issue that we have is that the girls are we have a two story house and so the girls do the kitchen. Um, at the end of the day, and they're responsible for it because they don't make dinner, they don't make breakfast, they don't make lunch. And uh, that's, you know, how we do it. When everybody is, you know, making their own food, Mm -hmm. things get real expensive real fast. It's just, it's not worth it for us. There's too many of us. It's so much cheaper to make a dinner for everybody than it is to, you know, make sure that Tabby has her mac and cheese Mm -hmm. and that Lily has her ramen and that Anna has whatever it is that she's on for that week and that Nikki and I have things that we want to have and that you have the thing. It's just, it's so much more. So, (laughs) so we've, we've settled on, you know, the adults make, you know, the food in the house and the kids clean up after it. And we've said so many times to them that if they just were, they had the thought process of, well, I don't want to sit down and do it all at the end of the day than to do it mm-hmm. at breakfast when they go home from school and then they have less to do at the end of the day, but they don't. <laughs> they just settle for, I'm going to be mad at the world at the end of the day. And we'll hear them from upstairs screaming at each other, not, and then we'll get up and go down there and things aren't done after two hours of them supposedly having been doing it and blah, blah, blah. And then we'll have food that just randomly goes missing from the kitchen and nobody knows what happened. There will be dishes that get shoved into places that are dirty and then it's, oh, well, I don't know. I I was cleaning them. I didn't see that and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. Like, it's all lies, lies, lies. Oh, stuff we can't behind see the microwave? Yeah. That was the newest one. <laughs> On top of the fridge, behind the microwave, down in cabinets, being shoved and put away when they're not clean, not drying them so there's wet dishes being put away, all this stuff. Like, so much. <laughs> Everything you could possibly think of going wrong in a kitchen there they nobody did it it's we like say this thing it's like oh no it's those fairies those those magical fairies they come in and they have it out (laughs) for the girls and they just wreak havoc on everything that they're responsible for not the things we're responsible for only the things that the girls are supposed to do so to solve that we got an indoor ring camera because we already use ring and so we we got one for the kitchen because that's just our that's our most problematic area of the house is everything with the kitchen food going missing things not being done all of that so now <laughs> we have one in the corner of our kitchen that watches them so that they can you know do the kitchen and if they argue about things or it's oh well she hit me well I didn't only hit her because she hit me first like there's none of that that can happen mm-hmm. now without us being able to go oh really you're gonna stick with that well let me go watch and see what happened and. We've got a, a range of <laughs> reactions to it thus far. Uh, Anna doesn't seem to really care. Anna's like, eh, I do my stuff anyway. So, <laughs> like, cool. Now I just have receipts for when the girls try to pin things mm-hmm. on me. And that's cool. Like, that's good for her. Uh, and then we have Lily and Tabby. <laughs> Two opposite sides of the coin. <laughs> because Tabby is hating it. Oh, yeah. She despises it. She does not like now. She's glared at the camera. <laughs> so many times since it's been put there and it's only been there for 24 hours (laughs) and she is mad that she can't you know sneak things that she has to because one of the things that she has the biggest issue with is that we uh another long story that i'm not going to explain uh but we can't use our garbage disposal so we got this Mm -hmm. little mesh thing that goes in the drain so the food doesn't go down it and they can dump it down into the trash can and they're the biggest problem that they have is they don't they don't empty it 
either they're not emptying it or they're doing the dishes with it not there so then the sink is filling up and then they mm-hmm. have to go in or we have to go in because they're already at school and the hand pick all of the things out of it and so it's been becoming a big issue and she's the one that does it the most and so I <laughs> on one of the recordings you could see the anger because it was starting to fill up she turned around and looked at the camera and just like glared a biggest stank face mm-hmm. <laughs> and then turned around and picked it up and took it over to the trash can <laughs> because I don't I think that she was trying to see in the multiple glares that she gave the camera if it was always recording mm-hmm. or if it's like the front door where she moves and does something that it it stops recording um, after like 30 seconds and then it doesn't record again for like another three minutes so I think she was looking at it to see if the blue light was on and then got mad because it was <laughs> and then went to go dump it so she's just angry and then we've got Lily who's the exact opposite and is poking fun at the fact that there's now another camera at our house that she can go up and say random things to and literally <sighs> five separate times when they were doing the kitchen last night she walked up to it and just your mom <laughs> and then would keep doing what she was mm-hmm. doing see it lock eyes with the camera come up to it your mom and then <laughs> keep doing what she's doing because that's her favorite thing to do but she was caught at 12.30 in the morning, they finished the kitchen yeah. <laughs> at, like, 11. Nobody was in the kitchen for a whole hour at least. And at 12.30 in the morning, she comes down, nothing but her underwear and bra, and, like, just goes straight to the dishwasher and opens it and then looks at it for a second and then, lo- like, just stands there. <laughs> and then her hand starts moving like she's talking to somebody. No words are coming out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. And then she, like, looks, looks, looks back at the dishwasher presses a few buttons on it, puts it back, and then starts walking away. Again, moving her hands like she's talking to somebody and just, just leaves. It's not like she came down and like put something in the dishwasher. She literally just came in there, opened the dishwasher, looked at it, <laughs> spoke to somebody in her head, and then closed it and walked away. <laughs> so no idea what happened there. Thought that was hilarious. <laughs> so so it's going to be very interesting having a camera now. I'm going to start like... <laughs> compiling all of the things that Lily does in front of the camera all the time because if she does it to the back door she'll literally go and take care of the chickens and she'll come you know walk back up to the back door and like we'll stand there and start like singing a song or saying uh, repeating a meme because that's what she does and then she'll go inside she's the same thing with the front door she'll take trash out come back and look at the camera and then go ah and start saying some things and then goes inside like it's her favorite thing ever so i'm gonna like i'm gonna start saving all these videos put it on some cloud drive somewhere and then like for her like 16th birthday just put all mm. of it together <laughs> And, like, put it out there <laughs> because it is hilarious. She is hilarious. Um, so, yeah, no, I thought that was that was funny. And I definitely wanted to talk about that <laughs> because we have some, some very, very interesting ki- uh, kids in this house. <laughs> mm-hmm. So with that, <laughs> now we'll talk about some relationships and give advice and see what's going on with other people in the world to make your relationship seem a little bit less problematic. <laughs> so um, I've got... Some that are MIDA wholesome that are relationship advice things. And I have a really good one that I'm going to end with. So stay tuned for that. Um, But we'll start with this. uh, Because this is, like, I can't believe that this (laughs) happened. Um, It is titled, I, 44 male, spent four hours deep cleaning three rooms of our house. And my wife, 41 female, only had to say, quote, you missed a spot unquote married 17 years i'm hoping for some outside perspective so i 44 males spent four hours deep cleaning parts of our home last week my wife was at work and i was off so i decided to clean around the house 
After sweeping, I mopped our tile floor. I had a visitor, so I had left the items, moved out of the area to another room. While we were in my basement talking, my wife had come home from work. After I saw my visitor out, she asked me why were all the items moved off the tile. I replied that I had mopped. Now we have been going to counseling, and I was... And I was already preparing for the worst. Our counselor uses Gottman methods, and I knew I was starting to have negative sentiment override. So I took a breath and just heard her out. She replied, and she thought I was mop that she thought I was mopping. Then she said, "You missed a spot." I didn't know what to say. I just put the stuff back. I didn't know how to take it. Later that evening, I told her how uh, what she said made me feel totally like crap. Her reply was along the lines of, "I'm sorry, but when you do that stuff, it makes me feel bad." She start. She decided to sleep in another room that night. To be honest, our marriage has been rocky for a while, and we have been seeing a counselor for nearly a year. I am hoping that maybe some outside perspective can help me evaluate the entire situation. <sighs> I'm gonna go with Nikki's highly educated um, statement here, <laughs> and say uh, she brokey. <laughs> Look, you know what? It, here, my my daughters, my girlfriends, my wife, everybody likes to cook for me at some point or another. Everybody's self-conscious about cooking for me because I'm a chef and I'm a pretty good chef. <laughs> so here, here's, here's the thing is they judge their food. I don't judge their food. Why? Because I love them and I, I love the act. I absolutely appreciate the act more than anything else. Could I have made something better? Maybe. But you know what? I had some refried beans that were the best <laughs> damn things I've ever had. And I've been Jones informed since then. And, and nudge, nudge, wink, wink, do tell. <laughs> um, and, uh, you I'll know. I'll make them when, when it's cold. Because it's not very uh, a I very will good. turn the AC down to 64 <laughs> in this house. <laughs> I will make it cold. There's literally two you days. You will wake up under an ice two pack. Two whole days. Anyway. That it's going to be like 60. I'll make them those days. You can have them all you want. Had refried beans yesterday. I hated them because I have, like, literally everything's just blah. <laughs> so, anyway. I love you. But <laughs> I appreciate what people do when they try. When people try to clean my room. When people try to clean. And they genuinely try to do something. Even if they fail at it, I appreciate that the girls try when they when they try to make planner boxes, even when they fail. I still appreciate it. I still gave them money for it, even though the planner boxes weren't my standards. But so what? At the end of the day, the plants are still going to grow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are the things that show a moniker of love. Mm-hmm. And. You are living with somebody who is loveless. That's it. You tried to do something. You tried to be nice about it. You tried to be good about it. Instead, you were received with a shit ton of criticism. And when you tried to express, hey, I was trying, you were spit on. She broke it. It's over. <laughs> that you, you, if you, you want to know what, what the you know, outside perspective is, the outside perspective is you are in an emotionally abusive relationship where you are being taken advantage of and you are not appreciated. Get away from it. Period. A person doesn't have to do a great job at something to for somebody to be appreciative of the job that they do, mm-hmm. especially when it's something that's not normally theirs to do. You know, I haven't been feeling good, so I haven't really been cooking. You know, I appreciated the girls making hot dogs and tater tots. <laughs> I appreciated the hell out of it. 
you know, nowhere was like, Ugh, these aren't hot dogs aren't cooked to my standard, <laughs> you know. And I wouldn't have never said, well, I said cook all of them. You obviously didn't. There should be 18 and I only see 15, you yeah, know. No, it's it's a very, <laughs> a very weird thing. I, uh, it, it, yeah, it's the same thing. I think that people, people forget it to realize that one negative comment means a lot more to somebody than 15 positive ones because it's just unless it's literally not expected like if it's something that somebody never ever ever expects to be something that like somebody would say to them like <laughs> I mean, just a couple of days ago we were we were talking about something I don't remember and you got <laughs> excited that I said fitness room instead of gym mm -hmm. and you kissed me yeah. and I was like <laughs> That was we we were we were at Walmart and we were doing our shopping here with with the groceries and stuff and everybody keeps calling it a gym, and I've politely tried to say several times it's not a gym, it's not a gymnasium. We don't have any gymnastics equipment. We don't have a pool. We don't have a tennis court. We do not have any equipment that would de uh, designate it a gymnasium. So my little perbs, my my little pet peeves are when, you know we call things what they aren't it's like when people call a turner a spatula look it up people it is not i somebody hand me a spatula i will literally go out of my way to hand them a spatula they're like no that's not what i'm talking about then you're talking about a turner and it's like well sh uh, hi if it has a name call it by the correct name so okay but anyways sorry digress so you you kissed me for it and i was like just <laughs> taken aback because I had no idea what I did <laughs> and so I just thought that it was funny and but it's just like that you know th that resonated and it's so it's the same thing when somebody does it people do that all the time where they'll say something negative about something because that's what you know they noticed and for a lot of a lot of times it is justified but a lot of times it's also not mm -hmm. and it may be true but it still may have been unnecessary and I think that that's one of those things that you know that's where that uh that comes into play where yeah sure it may have been true but for that to be the first words out of your mouth about something being cleaned and like i can also see it from the other side where it wasn't the first thing like she didn't walk all the way through the house mm -hmm. and see everything else that you did she walked in and was like what's going on it's like oh and she and you even said it she assumed that you were like still doing it and so then she was saying you missed the spot i can see how somebody would say that thinking that you know in the in that moment that it wasn't something that was rude that it was genuinely trying to help but the fact that later on he tried to talk about it and she was just basically like okay well it hurts me when you do that kind of stuff to which is like well, okay what is she what is she talking about with that is it because she feels guilty for not having you know been able to be home to get something like that done like i feel like this is one of those on the face value it may have been yeah, when you when you read that, it's like, wow, that's that's bitchy. That's a horrible thing to say and do. Like, how could you do that to your husband that just did all this stuff? But I think that it may have a little bit more con of context that isn't really being talked about. If you guys are going to counseling, then obviously there's a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I like I just I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt because yeah, if she, if that's just face value is exactly what happened, then yeah, she's bitch. But 
if there was more to it than that, if it's something that is an ongoing problem where she feels bad that she's at work and then you come home and you do stuff that you don't have to do and she tries to tell you over and over again that you don't need to do those things because she's going to get it done and then you do it anyways and she feels bad about it and, like, that's, you know, her having a hard time being able to relay those things and that's, like, just, it comes out like something like that. If you're going to, you know, therapy for something like that, then obviously you already know that and you may just be telling us this because you want some outside perspective to throw back in her face when you guys do go to counseling. Like, so I, I, I don't want to a hundred percent assume that it's, you know, she's just a bitch. And that was so rude Mm -hmm. because there could be more to that. It's a very short thing, but yeah, if, if that's, if exactly what we read is exactly what happened, then yeah, she, she's a bitch. (laughs) And there's Mm -hmm. definitely an emotional abuse thing going on because there's no world where that's okay. But if it's, more to it and she's tried to have conversations and this is just one of those situations that you took and you decided you were going to go post to the world for the attention for it then you know that sucks (laughs) that you're doing things like that but anyways (laughs) that's my two cents on it yeah so what do we got next um this one (laughs) this is another one that i was like are you serious (laughs) it is titled Husband, 35 male, demanded that I, 29 female, stop cooking for friends. Read that again. <laughs> Husband demanded that I stop cooking for friends. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to be quiet on this one because I feel like if I, okay, <clears throat> maybe you're a really bad cook. That's all I can hope right now. Like, <laughs> like I poisoned three people. What is his problem? <laughs> okay. okay. Go for so- it. My husband and I have been married for three months. He comes from a much more traditional background than I do. When we were dating, he swept me off my feet. We went out for dinners, lovely vacations, and he brought me numerous care packages. He works as an executive and makes good money. Last year, I started a baked goods side hustle. It brings me so much joy. I ended up becoming really busy, made more friends, and now I'm way more social. My husband has become angry that I cook and spend evenings with my girlfriends. It's maybe one to two nights a week, and I don't really see people much outside of that. He said I'm not a good wife, and he feels used. When I said I was going to buy a car with my own money, he became even angrier. He refused to pay for groceries and said I needed to contribute more money. So now with working, cooking lunch and dinner, it's becoming exhausting. How can I reason with my husband? I feel like I've grown a lot, and he's not happy with it. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> what? Go ahead. <laughs> that last statement that you're, you're growing a lot and mm-hmm. he's not happy with it. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. Yeah. I can't. And it's it's going to it's this is one of those situations where so many people are going to come into the comments and probably be like, oh, my God, you know, he's just he's just one of those men that feels like he needs to provide for you. And you don't you know, you're being a, mm-hmm. it's like, yes, uh, in a way, that's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. There are some people out there that just like to provide and they don't necessarily want to be provided for and they like that aspect of their like that's how they have relationships. And I'm sorry, but there are plenty of women out there that enjoy those kinds of relationships. Mm-hmm. So just because there's the louder ones that are on social media going, I don't need a man to take care of me. doesn't mean that all women are like that <laughs> because they're I, I get it. I understand that he may be one of those people where he really is more so looking for a sugar relationship where he's doing all the providing and he enjoys being able to come home to you and buy you all these things. And if you're doing it now and you're becoming more social, you're not as dependent on him that he just doesn't like that. And yes, morally, it's a little shitty. (laughs) That's like if somebody is like that, 
and they don't realize like in, in the dynamic of that relationship started off like that and it's changing it can seem like wow he's just an asshole as you go on and you grow to be your own person mm-hmm. but it just comes down to like the same kind of aspect of you know life um being in certain life stages he's six years older than her and he's got you know he's obviously very well off and she is still trying to figure it out she started a side hustle is figuring things out wants to and she's proud of it and it makes her happy and she wants to do all these things and he's just not there for it Mm -hmm. so it's like i i'm sorry your solution is quite literally you guys aren't going to be able to stay together this is just the beginning of that there's no reasoning with him and sure if there is love there that is so much stronger than that aspect of your guys's relationship then amazing maybe you guys can work it out but i don't think that that's what's going to happen he said he's very traditional and this is you know he enjoys being able to provide for you and now you're going and being more dependent independent and he doesn't like that i don't think it's gonna work i think that you guys are are probably very much going to head south very quickly because it's either you're miserable while he takes care of you and he doesn't understand why you're miserable or you keep doing what you're doing and he keeps getting more and more upset because now you know the that aspect of you're working and cooking lunch and dinner and now you're exhausted Mm-hmm. So you don't really want that independent lifestyle because you, <laughs> you're doing this and now you're actually working and doing the cooking and you don't like it. And so now I'm like, I, I don't know. I think that either you need to sit down and really s- ask yourself what you want out of that relationship, because if you wanted to be more independent, well, now you are and you don't like it. <laughs> so side hustle mm-hmm. is one thing. Making it your job is another thing. So you have to decide between the two. It can be a side hustle. You can hang out with your friends every once in a while, but hang out with your friends in a different aspect and create it, make it a way that is literally a side hustle and that you have your friends and that's a different, it's just a different aspect of your life. That's the only way you can go into a conversation about it, going, listen, cooking for my friends isn't going to stop, but I get it and I don't want to be independent because I don't like it. I don't like doing all this stuff because that may be what he's doing be sitting there going okay well you want to be so independent then okay contribute more i'm not gonna you know just constantly funnel money into you if you're not gonna you know appreciate that and you're still out trying to do more and everything like we gotta pick one and i i can understand that (laughs) and i said it's the the biggest thing and i know there's gonna be so many people just like that's that's gross <laughs> that is disgusting that's toxic masculinity and blah mm-hmm. blah 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 I'm like no that's just how a lot of people are and there are a lot of women that need that in their life and there are a lot of women that don't if you're independent congratulations that relationship's never gonna work for you but if you're very dependent and you need that somebody like that that's going to do nothing but help you thrive in your life without completely going away and doing your own things then that's the right relationship so mm-hmm. so yeah no i i if she wants that and she's just like i can't do it because it's emotionally exhausting then they're probably not gonna work (laughs) and she needs to seriously think about getting divorced (laughs) because that's it's just not gonna happen here and and i will say this just because you know reading this and and understanding this first off like i said maybe you're a bad cook but no it's it's because your independence is there and he's afraid of the independence i get that um also though we're men we are kind of stupid sometimes we're very basic you know we we only have happy glad sad tired upset angry hurt confused literally we like we don't have much more than that women have nuances where they can combine all of those things together 
and they make sense. Women can be happy and sad at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a foreign concept. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it really is. Like, like, wait, what? You, literally the same, same thing, the same side. Just be happy about it. It's like your daughter moves out. Women are happy, and you know your kid moves out of the house. Women can be happy and sad. Men were either just happy or sad. Men are either. You know, oh, my gosh, my little girl's leaving. I'm so scared, I'm worried about her and everything else. Or, yay, I've got an office. You know, that's literally the way we are. But, yeah, at least talk and see if it's something that's resolvable. And if it's not, then you need to decide which is more important to you. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't go away. Things like that just don't go away. So, okay, what do we got next? So this one is an Am I the Hill? And I want first uh, first opinion. A first, appar- first impression? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Am I the a-hole for walking out of the airport when I saw my husband's mom standing there with her l- luggage? Ooh. Sounds like a presumptive mom getting ready to move in. So I'm... <laughs> oh, boy. Darn it, because this could be either or for me. Because, <laughs> I mean, literally, like, if she's just there and you're like, Oh, hell no. Like, you know, type situation or but I mean, if she's coming to visit and you were at the airport to see her and she's just there to visit, well, who's to say how much luggage she brought? But what if she's like angling to move in? And then it's like, uh, no, you know, so, so first is that it could go either way. Yeah. First impression is could be <laughs> need more context. Got it. So I female 30 don't have the best relationship with my husband's mom. Since day one, she tried to make remarks and compare me to her. She then tried to get on my good side and started overly praising everything I do and sometimes even copying me like one time when she literally dyed her hair purple just like mine and when everyone pointed out how ridiculous she looked, she actually blamed me and accused me of trying to make a joke out of her. So anyways, my husband and I took two weeks off of work to go visit some places out of the country. Tourism and other words. Things... Uh, thing is, I was one of the one who saved up for and arranged th- for the trip. My husband was responsible for booking the tickets, though. My husband's mom wanted to come along and threw temper tantrums when I had said no. She called, texted, and even sent people to talk to me into letting her come, even threatened to call the police and make some complaint up to get us to stay if she can't come. My husband said we should just take her, but I told him he was wrong to tell her about the trip in the first place. He gave me an ultimatum said that he wouldn't go if she can't come, and I told him I'd gladly call his bluff, which made him take his words back and say, fine, I will tell her to stop it because we won't take her. Things got quieter, suspiciously quieter. The day of the trip came, and we got to the airport at 2 p.m. My husband was walking ahead of me and was looking left and right like he was looking for someone. I asked him, but he didn't respond. He led me to the waiting area, and first thing I saw was his mom standing there with her luggage. I froze in my spot. I felt a cold wave rushing over me, and I was fuming inside. Mm -hmm. She and my husband were hugging, and that's when I quietly turned around and started walking towards the exit. My husband followed me, and while he was shouting at me to stop... He tried to stop me, but I told him off in the harshest way possible. He tried to say I was overreacting and that his mom was there anyway, and so I should just let it go and not mess up the trip for us. I told him he and his mom could still go and that I was going home. 
I went home and sobbed into my dog's fur for several minutes. Turned out he was booking her a ticket without me knowing. An hour later, he came home yelling and raging about how pathetic and spiteful I was to walk out and go home and ruin the trip last minute. I told him he caused this to happen. He said that I was being so hard on his mom and it's ridiculous. I refused to fight anymore, but he kept on berating me and then called my family to tell them that the trip was canceled and that it was because of me. My family said that I shouldn't have ruined it for myself and should have sucked it up and done my best to enjoy it. Did I really overreact? No. <laughs> no. Absolutely oh, not. Oh my gosh. Yo. I would never. Like I couldn't this is the this is the kind of shit that that men do or anybody does. Women do. I, people do it on one side that a partner does that shows complete and utter disdain for your well-being. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously. I this what? Like this would be me taking your ex and saying, hey, your ex wants to go on this vacation with us, you know, and like, n- no, 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 no. Let's, it, we're, let us go. No. OK. You know, and just knowing something's up. I mean, oh, my. No, I, I, I would love to know what the comments say on this one. This is absolutely <laughs> like, seriously, I would have been I, I would have been like, oh, no, I'm not going on this. vacation. No, I want nothing to do. She's trying to weasel it in. I need us time. And you never and listen, people, if somebody needs to go and do something alone with you or you need to go do something alone with somebody, then it needs to be respected. And it's like, you don't know. He doesn't know. Maybe she needs to have the talk with him while, you know, they're out. So he doesn't want her. she doesn't want his mother there. Maybe he's a mama's boy who goes on dates with his mom every other week, Matt. And, you know. And it's like, and she feels that it's unhealthy, but boy, no, what he did, nope, no, nope, nope, you are not the a-hole, you absolutely walk away from that, because that was probably the best thing you could have done, and then him coming after you, no, the way you you respond to that, absolutely, 100% justified, he had the opportunity to not follow you, or to follow you, he chose violence, so, mm, go ahead. Well, so this... This one has a very long update that I'm going to save. Okay. Um, we're going to read a couple of different ones, and then we'll come back to that, and we'll end on that update. So remember that. <laughs> okay. So this next one, um, first impressions. Am I the a-hole for telling my wife the lock on my daughter's door does not get removed until my brother-in-law and his daughters are out of the house? Nope. <laughs> That's my instant. Okay. Mm. So my brother-in-law, we'll call him Sammy, lost his home shortly after his divorce 10 months ago. He moved in with us and brought his twin daughters, we'll call them Olivia and Sloan, 18, with him a couple of months ago. His sister, who is my wife, and I have one daughter, who is, we'll call her Zoe, and she's 16. And she and her cousins aren't close, but they get along fine. Olivia and Sloan have no respect for Zoe's privacy. None. They used to walk into her room and take everything they could get their hands on. Makeup, phone, accessories, clothes, school laptop, etc. Zoe complained a lot, and I've already asked the girls to respect Zoe's privacy and stop taking her things. My wife and Sammy saw no issues with this. After all, they're girls, and this is typical teenage girls' behavior. I completely disagreed. Last straw was when Zoe bought a $60 Mac makeup kit that looks like a paint set that she saved up for for a month, and one of the girls, Sloan, took it without permission and ruined it by mixing shades together while using it. Don't know much about makeup, but that's what Zoe said when she found the kit on her bed and was crying. 
I told my wife, and she said she'd ask Sloane to apologize, but I got Zoe a lock after I found that she was moving valuable belongings out of the house because of this incident. Sammy and his daughters saw the lock and weren't happy. The girls were extremely upset. Sammy asked about it, and I straight up told him. He said my daughters aren't thieves. It's normal that girls of the same age borrow each other's stuff. He said Zoe could easily get another makeup kit for 15 bucks from Walmart and shouldn't even be buying expensive adult makeup in the first place, and suggested my wife take care of this defect in Zoe's personality, trying to appear older than she is. He accused me of being overly protective and babying Zoe with this level of enablement. I told him, this is between my, me and my wife, but she shamed me for putting a lock on Zoe's door for her cousins to see and preventing them from spending time with her, saying that I was supposed to treat them like daughters, then demanded I remove it, and I said this lock does not get removed until her, her brother and his daughters are out of our house. She got mad that I was, I was implying we kick them out and said her family will hate me for this. So I reminded her that I let Sammy and his family move in, which is something her own family refused to do, so she could, should start play with... She should start with blaming or shaming them for not taking their own son and nieces and granddaughters mm-hmm. in. If it wasn't for her family's unwillingness to help, we wouldn't be dealing with this much disturbance at home. Everyone's been giving me and Zoe silent treatment, and my wife is very much upset over this. Uh, okay, so this this we can go into um, where we were when our relationship first started, period, is we we had a talk. And we had a talk because, and you related to the talk because of what had happened to you. I made it very clear that my daughters are my number one thing in life. Mm -hmm. That's it. There is no ifs, ands, buts in my personal decisions. None of that. My conviction is that my daughters are my number one in life. And until one of them shoots me or stabs me, you know, to death, that's where they're going to be. Okay. And so... We, well, we can say it like recently we had somebody over at our house Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, well, you're here for three days. You're here for three days because it's an inconvenience for my daughters. But at the same time, hey, we're going to help out, you know, because that's the way people work. And so we were like, okay. And, you know, that's not going to go beyond that. That's where that's going to end. And when there's been situations where it's like, hey, you know. I've got to decide between my daughters or anybody else. My daughters get the decision. And no, there is no world where you have to treat somebody else's kid over yours, especially especially when their behavior is toxic and emotionally, physically, and you know mentally damaging to your actual daughter. Mm-hmm. There is no two ways about it. And what the flying absolute hell from that jackhole of a brother-in-law mm-hmm. who sits there and says, hey, I'm going to condemn you for for making your life choices. How have yours worked out, you homeless f- <laughs> Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, no. So for his attitude and for what he did, hell no. Yeah, like, I could not even imagine. Hell no. Coming from <laughs> somebody mm-hmm. that had no choice when my dad had gotten his first girlfriend after my parents divorced and Mm -hmm. uh you know he moved in with her and she had five kids (laughs) and of varying ages um the youngest at that time i think was either three yeah three and Mm -hmm. um then it was it was three and i think like 11 10 or 11 and then like 13 and then 16 and then 21 mm-hmm. all living in her house 
Yeah. And uh, my dad moved in with her. And so if we wanted to visit our dad, which at that point it was a set schedule of we would be with him on the weekends because we couldn't, you know, he was living a good 45 minutes away with mm-hmm. her. And so we, he couldn't, we couldn't be there on the weekdays because he couldn't take us to and from school. <laughs> he still worked on the weekends. He, or on, at least on Saturday. He had Sunday and Monday off at that point. So he would pick us up Friday night after he got off of work and we would go out there and then we'd stay there and then we'd come back on Sunday night. And uh, the amount of times <laughs> that she had blamed us for things that we didn't do and that we had to clean up after her kids mess because, mm-hmm. you know, we were living in their house and they were perfectly allowed to take over the TV because it was their house and uh, they could take our stuff because it was their house and we couldn't go into their rooms because it was their rooms and all this other stuff. And my dad didn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. He was just like, no, it's OK, you know, whatever. And my mom had gotten to the point where she finally said something to my dad about it. And he was just like, uh, well, you know, you can't you can't say anything about it because you're not here and this is not you know we're not in a relationship anymore basically kind of thing mm-hmm. and so we had to deal with it and there was nothing nothing that we could say that would get him to change his mind or realize that you know i get that because we understood like okay this is in our house we get that mm-hmm. there's no world where we're going to be coming to this person's house and sleeping on the floor in the living room every time we're here and think that you know we're going to come in and just wreak havoc on things however that doesn't mean that they just get to come around and take our things and do whatever mm-hmm. they want with them. That doesn't mean that the, every single time we're watching TV, they can just plop themselves down on the couch, snatch the remote, and do whatever yeah. they want. That doesn't mean that they get to ruin and even destroy the house for an entire week. And then when we come on the weekends, we have to clean everything up. Like, that's mm-hmm. – it was ridiculous. Yeah, so and, and that's I, exactly <laughs> it. And it's one of the things that, you know, we talked about, and it was – and I was like, oh, this is going to be a hard discussion. And you were like – I appreciate that so much. And even when it's inconvenient for you, you I still see that you're like, damn it, I appreciate it so much. <laughs> so, but yeah, no. Wow. No. And and I'm sorry, but if if that's the way that he looks at your daughter, I, I don't trust him anyway. So no, keep that lock on there. Yeah. Let them know, that, hey, this is the line. This is the boundary. Where in the hell do you get off not respecting a boundary? Like people will come over to our house to stay downstairs. Don't come upstairs. Yeah. Period. Like like our visitor came. He stayed at our house. And guess what he didn't do? Never took foot one on any of our stairs to come upstairs. Yeah. And never like, went in any of the areas he we told him not, not to go. To he, go. Didn't, he would not open a mm-hmm. door. If it was closed, he would not go and like he he wasn't just hanging out in our backyard because oh he's over like it was never yeah. a thing that he would stay in the guest room and he would leave and he would let us know that he left and then when he was going hey you know is am I cool to come over yeah. and you know go take my shower and go to bed and like he was very 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 respectful of our mm-hmm. stuff didn't come over and just help himself to everything oh well I'm already here and you let me drink last night so let me just take all yeah, the things every I want like time, <laughs> is it okay if I have a drink and it was yeah. like yeah and it was like yeah you're drinking my eighty dollar bottle of vso but op but it's okay because <laughs> hey you know what i can replace that i'm not stressing it you know yeah, but but yeah no it's just i could not imagine family being is first let into somebody's house mm-hmm. and being let you know have that ability to be moving into their house and then only it doesn't matter how long you're there mm-hmm. if the whole thing is that you are you know moving into their house because you messed up and you needed this and they opened their house to you you don't come into that house and just start acting like it's yours. Yeah, that's not you, how that works. And you don't get to be critical. Let me tell you, we we told uh, the story of uh, you know the person who was staying at our house with 
Congo and Zara. And we told that story. Mm-hmm. And when that person made the decision that they were going to suddenly tell me how things were going to be in my house, I was like, well, you just gave your 30 day notice. <laughs> and she thought I was kidding. She thought she was going to out talk me. She thought I was going to change my mind. She thought all this stuff that she thought. And I was like, nope, you're gone. Because it doesn't work that way. When I had another couple that had my best friend as a part of it, and it came through that it looked like his wife or girlfriend, wasn't even his wife, so I don't blame him for not pulling the trigger, um, that she may or may not have injured my daughter. Like, the way that she did it was just very suspicious to me. It was very suspicious. Like... I came home. I saw a knot on my daughter's forehead. She came booking out. Never done that before. Comes booking out to tell me, hey, um, so, you know, I just want to let you know what happened and was trying to convince her of what the story was so I couldn't hear it. I was like, you're gone. That's your 30-day notice. I lost a best friend because of it. You bet. Because when I had children, and if you don't have this mentality, never have children. Ever. When you have children, you have made the conscious decision that that involuntary life is now more important than you or any other decision that you make, period. My daughters are more important to me than my own life because they didn't have a say in where they were going. They just showed up. They didn't ask to be on this ride. (laughs) They were born into this ride. So anybody who has a kid and then throws your kid away for another relationship. You are an absolute horrible individual. I hope you take lessons on how to breathe underwater because there is just nothing that should ever be more important in your life than your kids. That's what I have to say about that. So then we'll do this next one. um, And then uh, it's, it's pretty short and then we'll go Mm -hmm. to our last update from our other. Oh yes, please. Um, Yeah. I'm still hanging on that one. (laughs) So, this one is, my wife, 33 female, made a joke about divorce to me, 35 male. She made a joke about, well, I mean, context. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's why you're going to be single, ha, ha, ha. You know, at game night or something like that, that's that's a joke, you know. The, yeah, I don't know what we ever saw in each other. <laughs> like, okay, that's kind of out of the slap. So, go ahead. So, I have been with my wife for 10 years. We have three children together, ages six, or eight, six, and four. We seem to be happily married. We own a nice four-bedroom house and have property with pigs and chickens. We've never really had any issues. We were at a barbecue and everyone was talking and our friend had just went through a divorce. My wife had made a comment saying how she would have divorced me a long time ago if she could afford the price of sing- living single. This obviously really hurt me and I tried talking to her about it a little and she brushed it off and said obviously she was joking. I'm still very upset and I'm having a hard time believing it was a joke. I'd never joke about things like that. Advice? Opinions? I don't know. You know, it's like I've I've heard those kinds of jokes and I've I, Amy and I have made those kinds of jokes. We're never going to divorce, but I've heard friends that make those jokes and they're together like 10, 15 years later type thing. But I've also heard people make those kinds of jokes and like literally three months later they were filing paperwork. So, yeah, if, if it hurts you, just say something like, well, don't. Oh, and what'd she say? I'm sorry. 
I literally was I was lost in the thought of okay I was th- thinking of a family this get together. Obviously, really hurt me, and I tried talking to her about it a little, and, but she brushed it off and said, "Obviously, she was joking." Well, the, okay, yeah, but I I think and that and that's what I'm I'm you got to talk beyond that. Like, hey, you say you were joking, but that was shot out of nowhere. Like that that sounded like you had the the ammo in the barrel already There's a difference between making a joke and dismissing somebody's feelings about yeah. the joke. Yeah, there you go. That's, so, that's probably the better way to put it. Because <laughs> I'd heard that, I was like, wait, what am I missing beyond that? So, But yeah, I mean, seriously. Just, mm. <laughs> so, okay. Um, yeah. <sighs> you gotta find out what's wrong in your relationship. Like, if that's if that's what they're looking at. Because it's like, oh, I, I divorce you, but it's too expensive. That's that's kind of a joke. I but I would have divorced you a long time ago, but the cost of divorcing you is you know outweighed by what it would cost to live on my own. That's that's not. I don't care who you are. That doesn't sound like a joke to me. <laughs> so, yeah. What are your thoughts? I agree. I okay. like I said, there's a difference between making a joke and dismissing somebody's feelings about mm-hmm. the joke. If it hurt them, then you need to apologize. That's just that's how I feel about that. If, if you're if you're actually sorry about it, and if not, then you need to you know step up and be honest about it. That you know, no, I'm haven't been. You know, we we had two people over this weekend who are in other sides of of breakups right now. You know, one's been married for years and years and years. And the other one's been married for a couple of years. Um, both have kids, and it's like we sit and we look at their relationships, and we're like, okay, you know, and it's like. But you need to know what the reality of the situation is. Nobody likes to be blindsided with stuff like that. I mean, that's because you're either oblivious, which is possible. Like there may have been signs that have been there and, and your your partner's going, um, how do you not know this? Right. <laughs> it's like we don't spend any time together. We don't talk to each other. We're basically roommates who have our own chores and our own lives outside of each other. And we don't do anything together. Versus like people like us, we won't even watch a television show without each other and jump ahead of it, even though we've said multiple times we were going to do exactly that. We just never have. So, yeah, different dynamics in the relationship. So I, I it still could be kind of one or the other for me. But I mean, it's not something you joke about. But that said, <laughs> let's let's get to, back to that last one here as we're. <laughs> so this is the update for the am I the a-hole for walking out of the airport when I saw my husband's mom standing there with her luggage. Mm-hmm. Hello. I don't know where to begin. It's been an absolute nightmare recently, and I feel like I was losing my sanity. So for more details about my situation, I have to admit that my husband's mom favors him over all of his siblings. This affected his relationship with them and with me as well. He's never seen an issue with how differently his mom treats him. It bothered me and made me feel uncomfortable. The whole dynamic made me feel just extremely uncomfortable. Going low contact has never been an option. Like, he has to see her or call her every single day. Most of his siblings don't talk to him, and I 100% believe it's because of his mom's favoritism, like I said. He does bear some blame for not seeing how wrong this is until this day. In many instances, I found myself making excuses for his behavior. Even in my post, I did it spontaneously, and I don't know why. But I guess it's because of how much I love him, and because I really, really wanted to be able to work things... uh, these types of things out with him without letting them affect our marriage regarding what happened with the trip he tried to have a talk with me and most of what he said came from a place of blame blame towards me i just couldn't continue with this argument i told him i needed space and that i would be going to stay with my sister for a while he didn't take it well he literally got up from the couch and opened the door telling me to go right then and there 
in that moment and seeing how he was still not even anywhere near understanding what he had just done made things perfectly clear to me. I just had pictured years and years of my life being like that. And I was like, no, I can't do that. Can't take any more of it, especially when he keeps focusing on being right every single time. His mom can do no wrong. I'm always the aggressive, crazy, jealous, pathetic overreactor. All these people's opinions, advice, and concerns were like a spark, like the wake-up call I really needed. Though I wish it didn't get this far, but what's done is done. Right now I'm staying with my sister. I brought my dog with me as well. He sent me his last message telling me I'm the one choosing to end what we had together, but I believe it's the other way around, especially with how he keeps making his mom the victim in the situations. It's become clear now that we keep going in circles with no end in each end. I'm just so exhausted and overwhelmed. I'm not mad at him and I don't expect him to change, but at least I'm given options to decide what's best for me and my future, even if it's separate separation and divorce. A big thank you to those who reached out with resources that I feel very, very lucky to have come across. Just wanted to give you an update since many of you asked for it. Wow. So that was it. <laughs> that was the last straw. It been going on for... Ever. <laughs> yeah, no, I l- that again, that is one of those unhealthy parent child relationships. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, his other siblings even know that mommy's playing favorites type thing mm-hmm. and that he chose mom over you. Yeah, you, you did the right thing. And I wish you the best. I really do. <laughs> because holy crud, that's just that's that's a horrible thing. So I, I definitely feel for you there. And you know what? Thank you so much for being with us today on our afternoon dive. And, you know, if it's not too much, we'd really appreciate it if you join our community. We've talked about it and we keep talking about it. But if you give us a follow, a like or whatever you want to do, whichever platform you're listening on and just become a part of our our community, we greatly appreciate it. So we, we thank you, everybody who's listening already. We're so grateful for everything that that we have so far and all the people that are with us. And as always... I've been Joey. And I'm Kiki. Peace out with your peace out. <laughs>